welcome, welcome, everyone. Woo! And welcome to another episode of the Back Row Lessons Podcast. Oh, yeah. Welcome to all my kings, mm-hmm. queens, and everyone in betweens. In we between. are in betweens. We are so thankful you made it in time mm-hmm. for another great episode of this podcast here. <laughs> Last week, we had some fun. We went down south mm. of England. We went to the top of Africa, the north of Africa, for just mass slaughter and... More defi- family drama. More family drama, mm-hmm. yep. And then the kind of second half of the episode, it, we split it into two parts. Was but there stepdaddy issues or something in there? Stepdaddy issues, Not mommy issues. Not thinking about if you're listening. <laughs> stepdaddy issues does sound kind of sensual, but uh, <laughs> maybe that's just a conspiracy theory. But... This episode, this week, we are going to be getting into it. It's going to be pretty crazy, and I won't spoil too much. But we have a couple, we have a couple potlucks in in Woo! store for it. Yeah. So, did we actually have one last week? We had one at the like during the Scottish uh, mm-hmm. fighting part, where one guy uh, was like, "Here, take my sword. That's very honorable." And then a dude named the Bastard came through. Oh, he was like, yeah. "No, thank you." I'm going to kill all you motherfuckers. Speaking of potlucks, um, since I said I would bring my chicken wings, I actually talked about making my chicken wings unhinged with this one fine chick. And she just didn't believe me that you can make crispy wings or in the oven. Like, oh, they have the to o- be in the fryer. Which oh, shit. I don't blame her, but, you know. You damn, can dude. do that, yeah. Like, o- oven-roasted wings and oven stuff like wings. Oh, yeah. Mine yeah. are pretty, they're pretty good. You just need a cooling rack and baking powder and just gets it crispy and nice gets, and Gets ooh. it nice. I love Everybody likes crispy like chicken. Crunch. I, yeah, exactly. Like, I've gone to chicken places, like, where it's just soggy breading, and I'm like, mm. what the fuck is this shit? Anyway, yeah, you speaking of what the... F- <laughs> this is just chicken with a little bit more on top of it, you know? <laughs> it's it's nothing fun. But all that fun stuff, all that chicken-ness, uh, we're going to get into more today, but right before we get into that, uh, social media, hit Ooh. us up, Back Row Lessons. Mm-hmm. We're going to be... I keep saying that every week we're going to be more active, but one of these weeks we're going to be more mm. active. And just to kind of thank everyone out there for their listening, we passed 150 listens. Woo! Somehow. 150. 150 of you filled, you know, your time with us, and we are so very thankful for you for <laughs> that. Uh, and I wish I could give all 150 of you, you know, like a big old hug. Or a kiss on the forehead. Kiss on the forehead uh, from a reasonable distance. So <laughs> all that thankfulness, we have our quick little disclaimer, quick mm. little thing. This is a comedy podcast. Best this, as we can. Best as we can. You know, sometimes we gave it our best shot. Yeah. And in that best <laughs> shot, we've included a lot of history. And mm-hmm. I try my best to make sure this is real. And I will have a little tangent about something that I, w- I had to go through, but it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing is this is research stuff. This is, at least to my best knowledge, actually what happened. Mm-hmm. Maybe someone, you know, concocted it all, <laughs> but, you know, it's just, it's happened. So It's more than Wikipedia, so you got to give oh, credit to Paul. Yeah, it's yeah. more than Wikipedia. It's like Wikipedia and one other page. No, I'm just kidding. It's, it's a few more. <laughs> But as hey, we like when teachers in high school and college said, like, you know, don't use Wikipedia, like you can use Wikipedia to get you started. Exactly. And that's what I do. And that's how I come up with what we have here. And as we're going to be 
forcing down your throats every episode. It's going to be our slogan, what we are known by. It's what we define the information that we hear in this series. What we like to say, we, we can't, can't make, make this, this shit up. up. Perfect. <laughs> we got it. With that said, <laughs> how we can't make this up, let's get down mm -hmm. to what we're talking about here. So let's get down and shake that ass. Get down and dirty. Mm -hmm. uh, where we left off last week, uh, a semi-new character uh, by the name of James. Mm. He is born, made king, kidnapped kidnapped again and yeah, then finally made family drama a lot of family drama on both sides That's the guy with stepdaddy issues stepdaddy issues uncle issues mommy <laughs> issues all kinds of issues mm -hmm. uh that's james of scotland we're a little bit north of england but to know england you got to know what's going on in scotland oh yeah and uh this james fellow does a lot with England, especially what we're going to be talking about here. Uh, we're These cargo shorts are just riding up right, junk. Those oh. cargo shorts were an interesting choice right now. <laughs> I love it, though. I know. You can I'll carry so much potential in those pockets. <laughs> anyway, right. history. History. Uh, James V, I'm not sure if he ever wore cargo shorts, but he <laughs> Dude, did. Dude, he's missing out. I know. He, he doesn't know the, the true light of life. And how, you know, chicks are just not into it. <laughs> he's like, get away from me, wench. But, but yeah, thank God I wasn't going out in public today. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky you. So, James, he's where we left off. He's finally king. He was mm -hmm. kidnapped twice, and he's finally reached the age where he can do what he wants. Uh, he's a teenager. And as we know, every teenager makes wonderful decisions. Oh, yeah. So he's settling in as King of Scotland. And when he becomes king, even if you remove all the kidnapping stuff, things are shaky in Scotland. <laughs> uh, so the border, I, we kind of mentioned it a couple times. Everyone was like escaping across the border, making their way from the border. Going board. to which side? England, pretty much. Uh, going back and forth oh, across. So Scotland's it, just not the country to be in right now. Yeah, it's like... I, I have a timeshare in England. I'm just going to go hang out there while the heat dies down in Scotland and then uh, go back and forth. just build a wall. <laughs> <laughs> I knew we were going to get to that point at some point when I kept saying, so the border, they're mm -hmm. going south of the border. <laughs> it's going to be huge. It, just give me a billion dollars and I'll build it. It'll be amazing. T people won't learn how to get over Did a wall. Did we get any of that wall done? They like made the foundation for like a maybe a mile and then <laughs> nothing really ever happened i don't know anyone that thought like if they like yeah. even if congress was like a hundred percent about it it's such a large project did yeah. they think they were going to get it done even in four if, years like, both parties were both on it it probably wouldn't have happened it's so big <laughs> yeah. like it's a large object it would take mm -hmm. forever so dumb <laughs> nonetheless dumb but so this border here england and scotland there's a lot of tension a lot of people are pissed off mm -hmm. uh and it's really heated up as there's border raids like people raiding across the border Both that, each side pretty much yeah it's you might be english or you might be scottish but the biggest thing is you just want to take whatever not yours or mess up the <laughs> other side there's some national pride or you know okay. ethnic it's more clan pride mm -hmm. but uh these are by the border revivers or revivers i guess uh and they would attack not only like communities but people individually and it okay. becomes blood feuds pretty much Ooh. one of the most so metal 
Oh, dude. Th- yeah. The whole time I was like looking at these pictures, I'm like, that is a metal album cover right there. <laughs> One of the most notorious re- river, like reviver families, because it's <laughs> R-E-I-V-E-R-S. So it's like rivers, but with an E in it. I went down to the river to pray. I went to the border river. Mm. Uh, So one of the most notorious of these families, Mm because when one of your friends or one of your family members were in it, pretty much everyone was, (laughs) was the Armstrongs of the Middle March of Scotland. Like a family? That's what they were called, the Armstrongs. Uh, I feel like everybody's heard of a family named the Armstrongs somewhere. It's so crazy because Scots and Irish people spread over the world, so all these families have like weirdly noteworthy relatives uh-huh. the douglas family like the james's family and stuff like yeah. that their website the most prominent person on the website like mm-hmm. the, under the border name is frederick douglas the like <laughs> african-american abolitionist oh i didn't even know that so my question is <laughs> was he owned by someone in the douglas family or is he a descendant of the yeah. douglas family Damn. like <laughs> like maybe not like if he's owned by him, maybe not so prominent, like okay. just a little naughty history there. But <laughs> so, yes, it's the Armstrongs of the Middle March of Scotland nice. and their leader of these raiders being known as Johnny Armstrong. <laughs> now, we've made jokes and pokes at uh, England <laughs> and the king for being white trash as fuck. You think about it. That's a good that's a good punch porn star name. Johnny Armstrong. Mm-hmm. Very true. Yeah. I like that. That's a very good point. I would be surprised if there isn't someone with that name. So he he is... It's like a baby's arm holding yeah, a jo- And like Johnny, a yeah. John. Like, so it, it all works out. Yeah, Armstrong, he's buff. So he he's Johnny Armstrong or Johnny of Gilnock. Gil, Gilnocky or whatever, some Scottish place. And this brought a lot of attention to not only the Armstrongs, but to the border raiders pretty much johnny and i kept seeing it cited as johnny and Mm -hmm. it it just doesn't sound as threatening when the person is johnny would attack yeah like the city's like i imagine a little child like a 12 year old like there's johnny again (laughs) so johnny would raid into england when scotland was gaining power so like if scotland's kind of gaining the upper hand over england Mm. he would go into or he would then go into england and then when it would change so England is rising and Scotland is falling. Okay. He would start to raid into Scotland. Okay. Wait, where are the Armstrongs located now? Like, pretty much along the border between England and Scotland. Well, which side? It doesn't they, matter. It doesn't or... matter. They go back and forth oh, pretty much. Oh, they're in between. Yeah, they're... They're, they're, <laughs> they're sovereign citizens. Pretty much, yeah. They, they're those kinds of assholes. <laughs> you know, the people who barely roll down their window. Yeah. And, oh, God. Uh, Sign up for, like, a credit card and they don't pay the debts. Like, this is not my debt. I just yeah. don't believe in credit cards. Please exactly. Sir, <laughs> sir, I was not driving in my vehicle. I was traveling, and you can't pull me over for that. Uh, his posse. Again, like I was saying, this is, like, proto-cowboys, white trash shit. Because yeah. they're just on, like... Animals. Are they like a, wealthy, a wealthy family at all, or not really? Like <laughs> they're just, they're just raiders. Like, they're just gonna come into history for a weird reason. I'm yeah, guessing. for just fucking shit up. Like okay. they don't really like do anything <laughs> positive. They're most known for coming into town, destroying things, stealing, and then leaving. Okay, which I guess pretty badass. But his posse was estimated to be a band of a hundred and sixty men. That's shit. Yeah, that's not a large fight. And 
like you were just asking, despite Johnny not having any, like really any income from other sources at first. So at first, he doesn't really have any way to pay the people. So they have to pay to like they pay yeah. themselves by raiding. These are like the old west bandits. Okay. But Mm-hmm. With a very strong Scottish accent. Okay, so he's like, <laughs> he's leading in charge, these, yeah. just because he's the only one smart enough to be like, okay, let's go. <laughs> Pretty much that, and I feel like he's probably like the patriarch of the yeah. family. He operated with impunity from the law in Scotland for some years under the protection of a powerful Scottish lord. Mm-hmm. So when Scotland was kind of ascending in power, mm-hmm. the Scottish lord kind of turned a blind eye to all the problems he was making because he would go fuck with England. He's like, mm. all right, go do that for us real quick. Nice. Uh, in 1527, Johnny, again, it doesn't sound as threatening when it's Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny burnt down a church in Cumberland and in return, the third Baron of Dacre burnt him out at Cannonby a year later. So he was held up at this place, and a baron came in and burned him out of the, like out of the fortress or like okay. out of his holding place, which we were saying metal. That's pretty fucking metal. <laughs> you burned a church down, then you you uh, like get some pretty yeah, metal. pushed out by being burnt away. It's pretty sweet. Hell's bells. Yeah, burning it <laughs> Uh Johnny. <laughs> was also thought to have been running a protection racket around the borderlands. So that's how he started to make his money. He started to run pretty much a mafia protection racket. He would threaten... This is how powerful these raiding bands were. Like, it's Mm -hmm. a small little community or whatever. He would threaten townships. The entire town. Everyone's paying me, motherfuckers. (laughs) He would threaten townships into paying protection money to him, guaranteeing their safety against his own raiders. And this is still Johnny? This is still Johnny. So this is like what the mafia would do in like New York and Boston and shit. Hey, if you don't pay us protection, you know, my boys might might mistake your business for someone else's business and beat them up. So then they would pay money. But he's doing this town by town. Yeah. Which I guess is an effective way. He's like, you don't need to go block to block. You just get the, the whole the whole area is mine, motherfuckers. Yeah. So when James comes to the throne, when our boy James, the mm-hmm. king of Scotland, when he comes to the throne, Johnny Armstrong is one of the most active border raiders. He's making the most Ooh. trouble. Uh, and this James is going to try to like get rid of him, like clamp down for himself. Yep. So this is causing a great deal of stress for James. And his uncle, King Henry of England, because they are uncle and so nephew. they both have something in common. Just yeah, they hate this dude. They both hate this guy, but that's like the one of the very few things that they have in common. Okay, here, yes. <laughs> Henry puts pressure on James to clamp down on these border raiders. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Hey, I'm broke, so could you do something about this? Yeah. I have no money and I can't spare any expense. Could you do something about this?" threatening to upend the peace between the two kingdoms if nothing is done about this. So if you don't fix this problem, I'm going to blame you and invade your country. But who said that? Henry. Oh, to, that obviously. Yes. Yeah, like he's, he's an gonna, asshole. Yeah, he's not going to like take any blame yeah, for he, shit. He, he's not going to be understanding. Yeah. <laughs> this is your problem. Yeah, dude, I'm perfect. You see this body? <laughs> okay, so... This is where uh, a story comes in, and it's. I tried to get it as close to as accurate as I could be because there is like a 
a Scottish ballad about this, like yeah. a, a passed along tale. <laughs> the story of Johnny Armstrong is one of the, it's called the Border Ballads. Okay. Uh, and that's like stories passed along from the borderlands between England and Scotland because I guess so much shit was happening there. Okay. So I guess, just what the word around town or? Yeah, pretty much a, a town rumor. Just someone mm. wrote it down and then someone added pictures to it and it's like, hey, it's a ballad. Nice. Uh, <laughs> maybe there was a little bit of rhyming to it. Someone had a flair for that that day. Okay. Uh, and it's hard to say what actually happened happened and what was written down to have happened in the ballad but this is a rough outline of what it went down okay okay so it's july 1530 Hmm. james came into power in 1529 so this is like within a year a year and a half again he's like a teenager yeah he's like a late teenager here uh armstrong receives a royal notice from James, inviting him to meet with the royal hunting party at a chapel in Carlinrake. Unarmed and dressed in their finest clothes to show their wealth and statue, Johnny and his men rode from uh, the Gilnock Tower, that's like Johnny's home base, uh, with his men to Carlrig, believing they would be well-received by the king. So they're unarmed, they're dressed, I, I imagined in a tuxedo, all of them in tuxedos, <laughs> all matching, and they had all their, you know, jewelry or whatever, they're looking hot shit here. Um, <laughs> as they rode through the Valley of Mosspaul, okay. uh, Armstrong and his men were ambushed by the king, by the king's army, not just the king, mm. it, it just wasn't one yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. King's army. <laughs> the army was said to have been around 10,000 men. So it's 10,000 men versus 160. Uh, Maybe a one-sided battle. So without a fight, as they were unarmed and pretty outnumbered, Armstrong surrendered and his men were all imprisoned. So he Shocker. Could, yeah, he gave up. He's like, you know, I don't think I'm going to get this one. Damn, you didn't, that's it. I thought you were going like, to go on for this for like an hour or something. There's a few of those. No. <laughs> uh, now, James, the king, had mm-hmm. no intentions of negotiating with Johnny. Knowing that negotiate with terrorists. Yeah, pretty much that. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing this and that his life was in danger, he knew like, oh shit, I'm being held by. The, I was just kidnapped by mm-hmm. the king. I feel like this might not be good for me. Yeah. Johnny attempts to bribe the king, and with stating what? that yeah, with what? <laughs> take my clothes. Yeah. yeah. Take his clothes and his clothes and his. You can kill them, but take their clothes. <laughs> And he stated that he had never killed a Scotsman. He said, hey, I just killed Englishmen. You know, I'm A-OK here. Um, I don't know anything about this guy, but I'm calling BS. Yeah. (laughs) Just, yeah, reputation alone, you're kind of scummy. Yeah. (laughs) Why would you all of a sudden not be scummy right now? Uh, James had, he didn't really give a shit. He really was like, nope. Mm -hmm. Uh, Didn't give a shit about the bribes or the promise. And he ordered that Johnny and all of his men be promptly executed <laughs> get ready for the potluck nice. um <laughs> so Dude, this is an all-day event for the amount of people they got <laughs> yeah oh god all right next group come on up uh so continue this tomorrow i'm already full <laughs> <laughs> yeah you have to bring a dish for each person yeah. so ugh. johnny Again, every time I say Johnny, it just doesn't sound <laughs> yeah. threatening. Johnny. How's it spelled? Just like the normal way? J-O-H-N-N-I-E. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was it's thinking why, but yeah, so like it's still like both of those could be young kid. Yeah. So Johnny and his men were all taken away mm-hmm. and hanged from the trees. That's it. And then buried in a mass unmarked grave. Hmm. Uh, now. <laughs> I wonder if they found that today. Kind of. So, uh, before. He was executed, but after James was like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Uh, Johnny was reported to have had said to James directly. Again, this could be true. This could be not. Okay. Uh, I am but a fool to seek grace at a graceless face. But had (laughs) I known you would have taken me this day, I would have lived in the borders despite King Henry and you both. Which, so was he saying, like, I would have never came here? Yeah. He okay, was like, if yeah. I had known you would have captured me, I wouldn't have shown up. Which well, is yeah, like, yeah, no shit, ju- But you should have assumed that. Yeah, like, yeah, d- what else duh. do you think he's going to do? Like, yeah, dumbass. So <laughs> that unmarked grave uh, remained undiscovered until about 30 years ago when a farmer working by that chapel in Carl Rig mm-hmm. overturned a large stone. They overturned a large stone and they start to see this mass grave. The farmer contacted the Armstrong Association. So these are like the people who just researched these clans in Scotland. Yeah. uh, Who were excited at the thought that they may have found his final resting place of Johnny Armstrong. Because up until this point, they didn't really know where he was buried. Hmm. An archaeologist arrived to survey the area and a mass grave was found at the point of the stone which contained a large number of men and is generally accepted to be the grave of Armstrong and his men. Mm. Now, I just like to mention this, because if you're ever having a bad day at work, just think you didn't innocuously discover a mass grave. Because <laughs> that's what that farmer did. He was like, I'm just doing my work. Whoa! Wait, what? When, when did this farmer find it? I didn't record the exact date, but it was like in the 1900s here. It was like <laughs> semi-recently. And he just discovered it, and they were like, oh! I think it's a mass grave. And He's like, oh, God, okay, I really need to get my crops going. I'll just yeah. bury this back up and go somewhere I else. I have so <laughs> much more to do today. I can't yeah. just stand around here not doing anything. <laughs> I just think he's just, like, digging it back up so he can work, and he just keeps finding another body. Yeah. Oh, it's God. Like, fuck, no. I just got to call someone. No. <laughs> Maybe if it's just one, I can, like, kind of put some dirt over and yeah. let someone else find it. <laughs> Ugh, another one? Shit. All right, I got to do something about this. <laughs> In the king's official statement, James said the reason for the hanging was because Johnny Armstrong attended their meeting Mm -hmm. dressed better than the king himself, which was a public display of disrespect. So he's dead. Done, motherfucker. You showed me up. That suit is so crisp. (laughs) I'm going to have to fucking kill you from a tree. If you're so fresh, more fresh than me, nah, huh? Nope, nope. It's only believed that Armstrong attended this meeting with the king because he would have been given assurance that he and his men would be safe. For what? <laughs> I guess not being killed, but yeah. wrong, motherfucker. You assumed <laughs> wrong. <Huh>? Bad. <laughs> Bad times. <laughs> so, after dealing with this Johnny Armstrong guy, mm-hmm. there's another family that... Another j- family of raiders? Kind of. Uh, not border? border raiders, but just raiders of Scotland. Okay. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay, so they're, uh, they're local dicks. Lo- local dicks, <laughs> yeah. and we're kind of familiar with these local dicks because it's the Douglas family who the stepfather was a member ah, of. Ah, 
Yes, his family. So it's 15... um, Archibald. James. Yes, the stepfather, Archibald. Now, uh, the first one that kind of gets targeted is it's in 1528. So is James just going out for revenge at this point? It's kind of revenge, kind of. When you're a new king, you want to take out your political enemies as quickly as you can. Yeah, I guess you can do that back then. And this is also kind of revenge for helping out family. Yeah. Because you're kind of associated with it. So it's 1528, kind of early in his reign. Mm -hmm. Janet Douglas, the sister of Archibald, who was the stepfather who kidnapped him. Mm -hmm. So very close. She is accused of treason for helping her brother and his supporters uh, take control of the king. Wait, is, is her brother stepdaddy? Yes, yes. I don't know why I keep calling him that. That's, there's probably a... You yeah. can call him stepdaddy, the yeah. worst stepdaddy in history. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this, so she is the sister of him and is being accused of treason for helping him out okay. when he's holding James kidnapped. Hmm. So she's she was... Complicit, pretty much. <laughs> Complicit. The same year, so 1528, under suspicious circumstances, her husband, Janet's husband, Lord John Lyon, Lord John Lyon, <laughs> it's a great last name, but yeah, it's like L-Y-O-N, but yeah. I, I think it's Lyon, but he dies, and she is again accused of a crime, this time of poisoning her husband. This is like one of her enemies kind of calling her out. It's kind of hard to say, but he did die from like poisonous things. But it's it seems like up until like the 50s, if you weren't at the scene of the crime, you could pretty much get away with whatever. Yeah. Like as long as you don't have anything tying you to it, they can't do shit like there's no science. So Mm. she probably easily could have poisoned him. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe she has mystical powers. (laughs) So. In the same year that she is accused of treason and accused of killing her husband, this is, of course, the perfect time to get married again. (laughs) Uh, And I should say that those charges that she was accused of killing her first husband were dropped. So I guess Mm -hmm. they couldn't. Now, 1537, Mm -hmm. like nine years later, Janet is accused and then quickly convicted Killing her next husband? No, not so quite, but of communicating with her brothers, the Earl of Angus, who's stepdaddy, mm-hmm. <laughs> and George Douglas, and planning to poison James. So Ooh, this is that's where, pretty serious. Yes. So she so is. What's going to happen, Angus Dingus? Uh, <laughs> he'll fight to the death. So <laughs> she is accused. Of this plot to okay. poison him. So she's like the ringleader in this? She's like part of it. Okay. And she is also accused of witchcraft. <laughs> hey, let's just throw that in there. Oh, this is where it gets fun. <laughs> so, how I kind of teased in the beginning intro, I try to do my research to make sure things are as true and as yeah. right as possible. Mm-hmm. So, And not just Wikipedia. Not just Wikipedia. So I'm researching this and... Everywhere I'm seeing, they're citing that she was accused of witchcraft. Mm-hmm. I should also say they always stipulated that it's, quote, falsely accused of witchcraft. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's ever been successfully accused <laughs> of witchcraft, <laughs> but I just kept seeing that and I thought that was funny. Yeah. But this one author disputed it and went... <laughs> really? Like went, someone had to do it? Went really far, too. And I just was like, oh, I'll look this author up to see what this is. Mm-hmm. And I have found 
a crazy person the or author? a the author? Perha- yes okay. yes so uh i shouldn't say crazy person in case this ever gets popular and we get sued a <laughs> person that believes in things i feel like are very 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 not true okay so her like name pseudo is logic pseudoscience just yes. research that she didn't could have been a lot better research yes and i'm going to read a couple a little bit about her because it is Ooh. oh boy so okay. it's dr folks dr deborah folks and if deborah I, I wish i could do as hard as i could of air quotes around the doctor (laughs) yeah guys if you're listening just imagine just hard like overdone air quotes like you're air quotes so hard you're like almost Mm -hmm. like flapping your arms dr evil can't even like so do them that hard i was just like i like to do a little bit of research on the authors you should know a little bit about them Mm -hmm. point of view perspective upbringing whatever yep so i look her up first off her entire website is in comic sans (laughs) <laughs> that's that, that's just like an opinion technically but that's still like it's you know a, it's a sign yeah it's a sign and even more so is it's like filled, when people joke about comic sans like it's not a reason to hate like, but like there's there's a long like ongoing the, the, joke about comic the, sans typography is a whole thing there's yeah. places for it but when your entire website's in it it's a problem yeah also when your entire website is filled with grammar and spelling errors <laughs> and how old's this website it has to be from like the mid 2000s but it it looks like it's at least updated by like 20 like the early 2010s but (laughs) the bottom of every page has the footer on it what's a footer like just like the like when you scroll the bottom there's like some info yeah 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 yeah. this is what the info at the bottom says (laughs) quote in memory of lawrence boo boo bear do we know who that is no No. Is that like her dead cat or whatever? I don't know. I th- like. I think when she's I a s- crazy cat lady. <laughs> like when I saw Lawrence Boo Boo Bear at first, I thought like maybe that's a lover or whatever, but cat could be a thing. So <laughs> this is everything that I'm about to. Ah! <laughs> uh, you got more? Yeah. Oh, everything I'm about to write, like read right here is copy pasted. <laughs> okay. e- everything is copy pasted. Mm-hmm. I have to say that. I'm citing You or it. her. Oh, it's from her. I copy and pasted it here. Oh, okay. I it's it's her just from the, was a couple pasted. few few places that I found. Okay. So this is kind of her like about me that I found on a website or two. Mm-hmm. Dr. De- Deborah. It, it just doesn't sound like Dr. Deborah, but Dr. Mm-hmm. Deb Folks is a certified medium commissioned in the spiritualist church. She is also a Reiki master and practitioner. In addition to her work as a healer, Dr. Folks has completed extensive academic research in Scotland and England to prove reincarnation. This is Debbie? This is still Debbie. So she is proving reincarnation right now. (laughs) That would be nice. With spirit. So every time I, I keep seeing the word just spirit alone capitalized, so I think that might be just like spirits like the spirit realm thing i don't know is me it like, neither it's like because, capital g and god or something yeah like, it's like that, reference on that that's the same is that's it like a, a different thing for, i don't know i feel like it's there like it like the spirit but not I don't, like a christian sense yeah it's oh, it's so weird so with spirit she has developed a process for past life readings <laughs> using the quote lifetimes reincarnation oracle deck <laughs> she's still doing readings Oh, it gets... Oh, God, we should do a reading and record it. As a medium, (laughs) Deborah has demonstrated spirit communication 
internationally in Belgium, Finland, England, Scotland, Canada, and the Bahamas. Don't forget the Bahamas. <laughs> yeah, they're like, fine, excuse going on a vacation. Yeah. Well, this is work-related. I got to write this off. <laughs> I, I can put this on my taxes, damn it. In the United States, she has presented her skills at mediumship to audiences from New York to California and New Hampshire to Florida. Those last two are just on the East Coast. Yeah. <laughs> she, oh God, she studied trance mediumship. What's wait medium trance me, like me, going into like a trance? Me, yeah, or, like oh, uh, me. So she's a medium that goes into a trance. She studied trance mediumship at the Arthur Finlay College in Stansted, England. Mm-hmm. She completed her formal training in spirit communication, including the three-year Morris Pratt Medium cert- Certification course, which, <laughs> by the way, I looked up. <laughs> that 30, it's a real course. It's, yeah, it's a real thing. It's 30 lessons. Nice. It's called the Modern Spiritualism course from this Morris Pratt, and it costs up to $900. That's not worth That's it. That's fucking not That's worth not it. That's not worth it. Yeah, if it was like 20 bucks, I actually would have like signed up. I would have gone 50 bucks. Yeah, like if it was like yeah. that, I just would have said that. to Just put, to dick off yeah. and like talk about it so for she, the podcast. She, went, she there, went there to receive a commission mm-hmm. in the spiritual... The Spiritualist Church as a certified medium in 2009. Deborah has written six books with spirit. Again, spirit, like just capital. <laughs> like at first I thought it was with spirit, like she's enthused with her, okay. like with vigor. It feels like we don't know what her real reference to like what the capital S spirit is. I Yeah, like the, when you said it's like God with a capital G where it's like yeah. a specific thing, that's what it sounds like. But like we still don't know what it is. I like, tried to look like, it up. Yeah. yeah, so with spirit on proving reincarnation. She's like the Halloween store. <laughs> just go, yeah, she's that. I feel like that's probably where she works. But so she has written six books with spirit on proving reincarnation, Mm. making her a recognized authority on past lives. She says she proved it. Yes. This is all from her website. Okay, Is she saying people have? I don't know. Wait a minute. Like, how do I say this? So Um, people have said she's proved it, but it's just her saying it. Yeah. Well, no, saying that she's a recognized authority on it. I'm not sure (laughs) if she's proved it, but she's just got a self title. (laughs) Yeah. Throughout all her work with spirit, she incorporates several healing modularities, including Reiki, past life regression and Oracle deck, (laughs) a spiritualist author and historical researcher, a spirit medium, and a Rieke master, Deborah Folks has taken mediumship to another level (laughs) to prove that past lives are a fact and that reincarnation is not just desirable, but a necessity for soul growth and development. (laughs) (laughs) You really just like think this lady's interesting, don't you? I have oh, okay. a little bit more because it's just like, okay. And so like, we, are we going to bring this back to, yes. who, Be- wait, who were you talking about before? Okay. That one sister. So it, of- uh, this all ties back to it. So it's this Janet woman who was accused of being a witchcraft. This yeah. woman has written a bunch of books. About her? Kind. So this is the most controversial thing about her. She does decent about research. this episode? Well, no, maybe <laughs> probably. But she, like this Deborah woman, she does good research, but she then. You're acknowledging that? Well, like, so she goes to archives, she goes to these places. Yeah. But she then 
dilutes it. Like, yeah, she dilutes it. And you'll see what I mean in a second with just terrible, terrible, terrible evidence and conclusions. (laughs) Therefore, like making it not useful at all. This is from uh, an about the author blurb that I found on a book that she was writing Mm. for this topic. Deborah's credentials for historical research serve to complement her other passion, her belief in spiritualism. <laughs> really? A, a certified Shocker. medium in the spiritualist church. And Where is she right now living? She's like in America. She's an American. So we can get a reading from her. I hope so. And you know what state? So I'll look up for her. Okay. <laughs> and an enduring or eh, and an ordained minister, Reverend. They throw the Reverend in only on that one there. <laughs> Reverend Deborah Folks, DDIV, I guess that's like her whatever, mm-hmm. has combined her spill her skills at spirit communication with her academic acumen to write a treatise on her breakthrough discovery, proving reincarnation through mediumship. <laughs> Her fifth book. (laughs) She's got five. She's got a lot of books. Her fifth book, Rite of Passage, What the Dead Say About Reincarnation, is the culmination of all of her research, academic and spiritual. That's Mm. what I'm saying. She actually has historical research, but then she's like, all right, so the spirits told me today. (laughs) The chapters take the reader through the several lives of many great Douglas leaders. Detailing both prior so when and you're reading this book, you're, you're not reading it. You're going on a journey. You're going on a journey. <laughs> detailing both prior and subsequent lives through mediumship, validated by historical evidence, proving, proving that the soul remains constant lifetime over lifetime and the same personality in each incarnation. <laughs> I did not plan to get this deep, but I was like, I wonder why this woman is like disagreeing. Maybe she has a good point. And then I just dove in. <laughs> in her sixth book, oh God, Flames of My Truth. Oh, spirit, I mean. Oh, spirit. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that might be the title of my, this episode. Oh, my spirit. Flames of My Truth. Author Deborah explores the lifetime of Janet Douglas, Lady Glamis. <laughs> ellipses as with all her book formats this exciting narrative takes the reader behind the scenes using images of the actual places described about in the narratives she uses pictures (laughs) documented through academic research including authentic records in the national archives of scotland and england is the basis of the story so she uses some academic resources but then it's like kind of makes a jump what does the spirits tell me now (laughs) she this is the last part about it because it's just fucking oh god she personally financed her research projects incurring expenses well over four hundred thousand dollars what she spent over a half a million dollars proving this well you said 500 almost over four hundred thousand dollars so almost five hundred thousand dollars here yeah How do you just find that much money and blow through that much money? I was like, is she the son of some weird, like, (laughs) millionaire, you know, some, you know, HVAC She's literally crazy. Like, she has so much money, she can just have, like, just get trapped in her own opinion. Yeah. (laughs) And sell a bunch of books Instead of, like, just having, like, a travel blog, like, look at all these great places I saw. (laughs) It's like, all right, look at all these great places. This is why it proves reincarnation is real. (laughs) 
<laughs> During her travels, Folks photographed all of the locations re referenced in her Douglas trilogy. Quote, these books are important because the information that was the basis for these historical accounts came from spirit. <laughs> well, spirit. De came from spirit. Sweet. Deborah explained. Sweet mother of spirit. After receiving <laughs> the evidence from spirit, the author then went about proving the information through primary historical documents and on-site research. She heard it in a dream and went to prove it. Through years of spirit communication. Okay, this is where it gets just... I had to read it a few times because I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Through years of spirit communication, Sir Archibald Douglas, stepdaddy. <laughs> Sir Douglas. Wait, wait, what's his name again? Sir Archibald Douglas. No, wait, wait, wait. stepdaddy, what did you call him before? I want to call him like something dingus. Oh, uh, we could call him Dougie Dingus. Dougie Ding Dingus? D Douglas Dingus? Yeah, Douglas Dingus. Let's D do that. Douglas Dingus. Yeah. <laughs> Sir Douglas Dingle Dingus. <laughs> it'll, it'll start rolling yeah, off. Yeah, once ton. we get a few times. <laughs> he provides exact evidence through the details of his battles during the Scottish Wars for Independence. She is saying she communicated with him directly and he pointed to. What? That is what she is saying. Okay, so this is how it's connecting now. <laughs> she is saying she communicated with these people. <laughs> the dingus family yes she talked to the dingus james douglas archie's older brother mm -hmm. did the same thing as he validated two lifetimes in scotland <laughs> one as the good sir james of douglas and the other as sir arthur conan doyle the hell's that? I don't know, but you know why I this is how I'm gonna she end it with found him in a phone book or something, like an older one or whatever. She stated that because she said that to a class. She is teaching people this. <laughs> oh god, why are we in this class? We're missing out. Yeah, you're just sitting there and you're like, You believe this so fucking entertained. shit? You believe this shit? So that's all I have <laughs> Who for let her speak to a class. Um, I, I looked up like I found two videos of her online, like doing a lecture. Like? Okay, imagine like a TLC, <laughs> like talking head on a ghost show. So like a middle-aged, short, round, like white woman. Yeah. Pretty much that. <laughs> yeah. Looks like someone who spent four hundred thousand dollars trying to prove that ghosts are real. I just thought and they of talked like to her. An over exaggerated, exaggerated version of that of like the. Um, the chick from the poltergeist oh <laughs> you know what i'm talking head spinning the media, the yeah. media or wait that mean yeah what's the word i'm looking for what so the psychic or whatever oh yeah 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 <laughs> the high-pitched voice <laughs> yeah or uh the south park episode with dead celebrities yeah. the, he talked to the dead celebrities yeah. <laughs> so yeah that's all i got for her no because <laughs> if i go any further we're gonna be insane we're gonna be here all night did we have to say that is that just what <laughs> i just wanted to talk about her because not often do you find someone who's okay. like i have historical evidence by the way that historical evidence was given to me by a spirit by okay. spirit so the sister of the dingus sister was dingus. accused of witchcraft. <laughs> sister dingus is accused of witchcraft. But Debbie spoke to the brother. The yeah, two, she dingus. spoke to okay. two brothers, but not Janet. In, in you know, it's not okay. an autobiography. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, after she is accused of witchcraft, uh, at, 
are those one more thing but are the brothers talking to them like in our time or are they like back in those times like the force in like the new star wars movies where you're like just talking to them at that time yeah. <laughs> like is it 1500s when they're speaking i don't know yeah. but uh james he seizes glamis castle that's like the family castle for them uh and this is the one that janet had been living in and he would reside there until his own death so he just like evicted bitch mine <laughs> uh, janet and her son john lyon I, junior, I assume, uh, were held in the dungeons of Edinburgh Castle. Mm-hmm. So her and her innocent son were just held in the dungeons. Oh, dang. Now, so this might be a controversial thing, and we might get the Wicca community angry at us, but I'm willing to go out on a limb and state this. Since witchcraft is not a real thing, <laughs> proving these charges against Janet were going to be hard for James. Uh, but it's really okay because he had Janet's family members and servants subjected to torture to create said evidence. He's like, don't worry, I got this, guys. She is definitely going down. Uh, now, here in America, we hear this term and we think someone else, but this is just a term. Yeah. Klansmen and servants were put on the rack. It's not oh, those it kinds means of cl- compl- okay. not those kinds of Klansmen. Yeah. It's spelled with a C, not a K. Yeah. <laughs> Klansmen like other people from that clan. Yeah, uh, I really r- ruined that word. Uh, yeah. Klansmen and servants were put on the rack and stretched to the point of agony. Uh, John, the son, mm-hmm. sixteen at the time, was forced to watch like people getting tortured before being brutally tortured himself. Wait, would it be like his family? Yeah, it would be like the people he knows all around, the people okay. like in the castle. They were tortured first, okay. and then they went and tortured him. So the Dingus family's getting just tortured. Yeah. Okay. And I think James isn't, I guess he might be in his 20s now, but it, yeah. it feels a little weird to torture a teenager. Uh, so yeah, he is watching them being tortured, and he eventually kind of gives up evidence here. Using these confessions, Janet and John are both convicted and sentenced to death. Both of them are. Now, so the witch and the sun. The witch and the sun, okay. yes. Now, it's going to be July 17th, 1537. Okay. Normally, we're going to be throwing a potluck, mm-hmm. but this one's going to be more like a luau Ooh. because there's going to be some fire. Nice. Uh, despite almost being blind from her imprisonment in the dungeon, because being in a dungeon fucking sucks, Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Janet Douglas is set to be now we've had a couple different execution styles mm-hmm. in in the uh in the show here we're introducing a new one because mm-hmm. she is set to be publicly burned alive at edinburgh castle because that's the normal that's what they thought for witches yeah burn them burn it oh so like that rumor got around yeah well i guess back well, then it would work yeah pretty and he just confessed like tortured a confession into people like i think i yeah, saw a fly yeah, one time yeah. <laughs> The skills she has with a broomstick, not even flying, just sweeping things up, you wouldn't imagine. Uh, Among the crowd on looking, you know, watching the public execution, Mm. one of them in particular was John, her son. He's there watching it because he is forced to watch the burning. He is. That's fucked. Yes. John, Lion, the son. Yeah. Uh, was sentenced to be beheaded and quartered to uh, like because he's not a witch. He's just a traitor. So, yeah, you know, 
we'll say we'll save you the punishment, sir. All right, get the horses. Um, <laughs> I uh, feel bad for him. I feel bad for him. He's not doing anything. He's just like growing up in a shitty family. That's <laughs> he's just, just a normal teenager. Yeah, like his family like pissed off the cane, and now it's just coming back to him. It's we just... have we have a lot of problems with the yeah. current justice system, but we're not executing as many teenagers as we used to. <laughs> yeah. uh, so they want to execute him to prevent him to prevent john from avenging his mother's death but a portrait of him in a drawing room of glamis castle done where james at yeah like the family castle Mm -hmm. uh shows in 1583 it shows this john character this john guy Mm -hmm. still alive and his head a hundred percent there so he wasn't beheaded at all. Oh, he, shit. He would die eventually long after that. Okay. But he, they were like, maybe we shouldn't execute a teenager who really didn't do anything. He's yeah. like, I promise not to act up, I guess. He's mm-hmm. like, okay, fine. <laughs> we'll deal with that. Um, every source I looked at for this execution. John's? For uh, Janet's. Janet's, okay. Janet's had to comment on how beautiful she was and how she was in the prime of her life. And just moments before being burnt alive, she just looks so broken. Just everything is how hot she is. Mm. I have a little quote for it. Get ready. It's weird. It's weird. The taut young body of Lady Glamis. (laughs) Right from the get-go. Right from the (laughs) get-go. The taut young body. Remembered for centuries as the most renowned beauty in Britain of her day, bore no witch prickers welts. So she didn't have any, she didn't look like a witch and she was taught, dude. Okay, so basically from all these sources, like she was just a beautiful woman. She was hot and she didn't look like a witch, but yeah. maybe she is one. Yeah. So her innocence was we never- We can't make this shit up. We can't make this shit up. <laughs> Sorry, for, I missed it after one. <laughs> I fucking love it. Sorry. I love it. I love <laughs> I that. For it. All right. So her innocence has never been doubted. No one's ever- <laughs> No one's ever been like, maybe she was a witch. Um, It's believed she was executed not because of witchcraft, but because James just really, really fucking hated her brother. Okay, and probably that, or maybe someone behind the scenes like thought she was hot, turned her down, yeah. turned him down, and then we just don't know about it. From <laughs> what you said, record history. Apparently, she was just uh, drop dead gorgeous a fine piece of ass that janet uh as i i believe that was one quote uh, the english chronicler was i'd hit that piece <laughs> who in this village hasn't thought of hitting that asseth <laughs> so her accuser uh lady glamis's accuser was william lyon Mm-hmm. Will Lyon, the king's confidant and a blood relative of her first husband, John Lyon. Yeah. So like kind of what you were saying, a guy behind the scene might have been wronged by her. Mm. Um, also, holy shit. Are What? Are you a fucking wizard? Why? I, I, I had forgotten this in the fucking details, but you were fucking spot on. Well, what I just said? Yes, because he described... Authors describe the accuser William Lyon as a spurred suitor who framed Lady Glamis out of spite because she refused to marry him. Oh, did you Holy forget f- about that? I had forgotten that well, fucking detail, dude, dude. That's the thing about sexism and beautiful woman. It's been around for dude, like that's fucking ever. You fucking hit the nail on the Woo! fucking head. Woo! <laughs> on this episode, Nolan is a better historian than Paul. <laughs> all right, so all I'll just turn my work. notes right around and we're gonna get into this. <laughs> that's actually fucking amazing. That's fucking awesome. But yeah, so 
it's like you were saying fucking spite because yeah. he tried to get he tried to get in the, on that that's ass that's fucked like I was like not even like I was just making a yeah you were kind of half joking but oh, no that's the that's fucking sad. thing that that's is fucked. fucking crazy um, taken by guilt over the death that he had caused mm-hmm. on his deathbed William Lyon confessed to the king of his jealousy and dishonesty hey mm. know how my name is Will Lyon Will was lying. <laughs> and then he dies, and that's the end of it. That's the end of it. Oh, you really like doing that, don't you? I love that. <laughs> he, if you're listening, he just like extended his arm like, as no. he's speaking. <laughs> uh, after her death, after Janet's death, James confiscates all of her goods. Okay. 5,770 pounds. Shit. So, like, Five, he took five grand okay. and then moved himself and his French queen into the castle. That Ooh. is trashy as fuck. All right, she's Ooh. dead. Mine, mine. Oh, sweet, some cash. My house now, motherfuckers. <laughs> now, this is where it kind of con- comes back to England. Not mm-hmm. just Skyland. We're coming back to England. And just to reference new newer culture, mm-hmm. I describe this as a very Robert Frosty moment. Robert Frost? You know the the poet, the path not taken, that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's one path and then the other one that's not taken? Not that poem. I'm just thinking of another poem that I can't remember. (laughs) Well, one, I hope that he actually wrote the path not taken or else this whole fucking joke that I said is fucking wrong. (laughs) But he's he's written a lot of famous poems, but uh, we see... He's the same person I'm thinking about. I think he wrote a poem that's just like... It's just random words, but like when you say them out loud, you just get like this perfect image of like nature in your mind. He's just that's either him or somebody else. And I got that. He's like a hype man getting like being on an interlude of a song like flex, flex, gold. One sec. (laughs) (laughs) We've all lost so much. All right. Well, you can come over here. It's not too big. It won't get out of your head if you don't. It's gonna hit you at 3 a.m. this morning. Just give me a minute. I promise I won't get up again for something stupid like this later. It's not stupid. I know you hate me. All right. Get here, you son of a bitch. Like I don't leave that in at all. It's just dead air for two minutes. That's good radio right there. Uh. So I'm just going to cut all that fucking shit. <laughs> okay, so he took all her money. He took her castle, and he moved in. And mm-hmm. I talk about this because this is where it gets us back to England and Scotland. Now, England is going down one path, mm-hmm. and Scotland's going down a completely separate path. They aren't going to meet at all. But ex- they're going to meet, actually, when they have to go to war. Okay. Uh, so the path that James takes is Catholic and being allied, like aligned with the French. Ah. Uh, how we've talked how Henry didn't want to be Catholic. What was the alliances last Oh uh, Yeah, in the, uh, the war, it was France, the Ottomans, and Scotland. Okay. Versus, and I think like one other people, versus... Germany, like the Holy Roman Empire, mm-hmm. Spain, and England. Okay. And this is like kind of set in the stone, like set in the foundation for that. Yeah. Found for that alliance down the road. James, he goes, he sticks to being Catholic, so close to the Pope, and being allied with the French. The French had been really close with the Scots for a long while. 
while England goes down, a Protestant, and the only way I could phrase is pro-English route, they're pro themselves, <laughs> like, fuck everyone else but me. Uh, and this is starting in the 30s, 1530s, into the 1540s, yeah. when James is taking over as king. Okay. Now, his first queen... He's not going to have nearly as many wives as Henry. One, because he's not a shitty person. Yeah, not a piece of shit. And two, he doesn't live as long. So Aww. maybe if they get, maybe Ugh. if they had equal lengths of being king and alive, maybe we would get similar numbers. Are we numbers. fans of James? What are you? What is your opinion? It's hard to say because like kings back then were kind of like good Everyone, and shitty yeah, people. Yeah, the there's time. like. It's so hard because like the English were fucking dicks to the Scottish, but the Scots were very everyone hated themselves like yeah. different clans uh uh sum up james complicated so <laughs> his first wife is going to be madeline of valois mm -hmm. she's going to be french uh she is the third daughter of francis of france he keeps popping up there with his big nose and dumb name uh and they are wed on new year's day uh wait who's getting married again Sorry. james and, and madeline of France, pretty much. Okay. Yes. Princess from France. Yes. Okay. Uh, is it a princess? I think it may be a princess. I don't okay. know. She, I don't know she, she's at least, <laughs> she, she's hot shit. And so this is New Year's Day, 1537, and they are married at Notre Dame in Paris. Oh, that's at, actually really cool. Yeah, at the Notre Dame <laughs> Palace. Uh, they're like, they're looking at us, you know, a couple hundred years from now, this thing is partially going to burn down. <laughs> and they just know it. Um, the political processes for this marriage mm. come from a treaty that was in place three years before Madeline was even born. So her future husband was pretty much determined three years before she was even conceived. Even before they knew like, before, she was going to be around? Yeah, like some of these treaties between countries or kingdoms wow. would be like, my first son is going to marry your daughter this daughter or whatever yeah. even before it comes <laughs> so she is so it's the treaty of rowan or r-o-u-e-n -R that is three vowels all back to back to each other i hate french <laughs> um this and this formed an alliance between scotland and france uh mm -hmm. and it was stated that a french princess would marry a scottish king okay so that's already in place three years before like they're even born <laughs> Yes. Very weird. Now, James is originally, he when he first goes to France, yeah. he's originally going to marry another woman, Mary of Bourbon. Well, they said, okay, I'll he, let you Well, explain. no, he's, so he's originally going to marry her, uh, and he goes there in 1536. But while he's there, he meets, and then he falls for Madeline. Oh, so uh, since he's king, he can do what he wants. Yeah, and he's like, hey, and it, they're like, mm, maybe. So she is always described, and it will be a reoccurring part of her life, as delicate and sickly. Wait, is this the person he meet or was supposed to marry? This is the person he meets, Madeline. Okay. She is described as delicate. But the other chick he was supposed to marry. She was fine. She that, didn't have any. That's the French, French princess? They're both French, but one is like a princess princess, and yeah. another one's just like the daughter of a high royal. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So the one he's going to marry and the one that is sickly here yeah. is Madeline. And he likes the sickly one. Yes. Yeah, so she... Got a weird time. Yeah. So okay. since birth, she was always ill, and I saw it phrased as thought to be fragile. Don't touch her. <laughs> she's fragile. Um <laughs> And by the time she was in her mid-teens, her mid-teens, yeah, it's thought that she has developed uh, tuberculosis. 
And what's that again? Uh, like TB, that's what killed uh, Henry the Seventh, and it's like a like a disease that affects the lungs ah, okay. and breathing. Uh, keep that in mind that she was around 16 when she develops tuberculosis. She's in her mid-teens when she develops that. Shit. Keep that in mind. So, okay. James asks Francis, the king, mm-hmm. for her hand in marriage instead, for Madeline's hand in marriage instead of Mary's. <laughs> it's not his daughter? Well, no, he's asking for his daughter's hand instead of the other person's. He's like, instead okay. of marrying off that other dude. So it's two different kings? Uh, so it's King James is going to France. Yep, I got that. And the first woman that he was going to marry was a uh, like a royal. She's yeah. the daughter of a high royal in France, but not the king's daughter. So he's a royal, but not a king. Yeah, he's like a lord. Okay, I get, or a you yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, and but instead he wants to marry a princess who is the king's direct daughter. Oh. Yes. Okay. Yes. I guess that would be better for him, or I don't know. Yeah. He, who the, knows? Who knows? It's either that or he actually likes her. Yeah. Who knows? I like frail women. <laughs> That's his <laughs> rationale. Um, so he asked for Francis, or asked Francis for her hand in marriage. She doesn't want to marry Francis. Um, and, but fearing, fearing the climate of Scotland would be degrading to his daughter's already ill health. Yeah. Uh, Francis initially does not approve of the marriage. Yeah. He's like, have you seen the weather up there? <laughs> Fucking disgusting. Have you seen her? Yeah. Like, look at her. Like, <laughs> You think she can survive rain? Yeah. <laughs> she can't make it across the courtyard. Yeah. How is she going to make it all the way back to your home? Like, <laughs> when it gets humid here, we have to put her in the dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> we have to put her underground. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, James continues to press Francis to marry the princess, and despite his reservations and fears, Francis eventually grants permission for the marriage, but only, <laughs> I saw that phrase as this, but only after Madeline made him, made her interest in marrying James very obvious. She, I pictured her with like a giant sign that lights up that says, I want to marry him. And it's like, Dad, I want to marry him. Just very like a whole PR campaign. That is how I pictured it up here. Uh, after months of festivities and celebrations, the couple leaves France for Scotland in May 1537. So they got married at the beginning of the year in a couple months of celebration. Uh, I saw this on a timeline. This is like, I don't understand why they needed to include this on a timeline of this marriage, but I <laughs> yeah. thought it was funny. On May 15th, English sailors sold fish to the Scottish and French fleet off the coast of Scotland. Great. Yeah. Wow. Thanks. <laughs> wow. They, they made a transaction over fish. I am so excited. Uh, I, my life changed. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, thanks. When they landed in Scotland it said that Madeline kissed the earth when she first arrived in her husband's kingdom it's like thank you for making me land here okay wait she's in Scotland yeah she's in Scotland now and she kisses the land she's like ugh dirt (laughs) fuck among the courtiers she brought with her so like the staff that's coming with her uh, she brought a a furrier which I thought was just a more formal furry but no No. Sorry, that was loud. No, it's <laughs> they're they're just very proper. You knew, like you were just you knew. Like, yeah, I know. Like... <laughs> so she brings a furrier, which is someone who makes fur into fucking clothing. Okay. A barber and a butcher. 
A butcher? Yeah. What about like court maidens or something there like that? There was all those, but those were the funniest ones yeah. I saw listed. I was like, a butcher? He's bring, uh, do I bring yeah. my meat with me? Or hey, is there going to be I like my bacon thick, and yeah. he does it exactly he, right. The cuts. Or the, she. It yeah. can't be sexist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's another hot take, but I feel like there probably wasn't a lot of female butchers yeah. in medieval France. Um, soon after landing in Scotland, the ill and young queen soon began to fall into an even worse condition. Okay. So all that stuff that Francis was worried about is coming true oh, pretty quick. God. June no. yeah. June 8th, 1537. They they they've arrived in May, so less than a month. Uh, Madeline writes to her father from Edinburgh saying that she's getting better and that her symptoms have diminished. So is she lying or we we can't tell for yeah. the time at least cuz that's June 8th. Okay. Now, July 7th, 1537. Oh, God. Madeline dies in James' arms at the no. Royal Palace. No. That sucks because it's like, you know, you got Henry and he's flat out killing chicks yeah, out like, of insecurity and just being a piece of shit like Big Ed yeah, and from 90 Day Fiance. And then you got like James, this guy, like, I don't know if he's a shitty person or not, but in comparison, it's just like. He, yeah, he's like, I like this, like, maybe like the girl. Like he genuinely wanted to be with yeah, this. Yeah, and they like fought for it. It was yeah. it was a mutual thing. Oh, so, that's not fair. That's fucked. It's, uh, so July 7th, by the way, mm-hmm. why I mentioned keep in mind that she had developed tuberculosis tuberculosis when she was 16 mm-hmm. uh when she dies that's a month before her 17th birthday what so she is James? she's like 16 uh if unless i'm guessing completely wrong yeah it would be like early 20s at this point it's not as bad as henry not as bad but still a little sus yeah. <laughs> a little suspect mm-hmm. uh so yeah with those expectations back then with age though, yeah she's like... old she's 16 she hasn't had three kids yet uh. come on get on that uh so Again, she dies in his arms, and she has tuberculosis. Still, comparison, nah. James and this couple. Wait, what's her name again? Uh, Madeline. She's died. I just can't yeah, forget she's her name. Ra- well, I mean, she's, I've mentioned her for five minutes. She's, yeah. she's the quickest queen we've had. Oh, this is my favorite couple so far. Yeah, of all the yeah. bullshit that's, we've that's heard. how every reality show yeah. is. Like The couple you love gets eliminated instantly. Yeah. So she is called the Summer Queen, because she pretty much only was there for the summer. Oh. The Summer Queen Madeline was buried in the Royal Chapel Holyrood Abbey in Edinburgh. Okay. And... I saw this. I don't know what it is about every queen having to have this description, but the grave was desecrated by a mob in 1776, and her allegedly still beautiful head was stolen. She was still. How is that still beautiful? I don't know. That's a nice skull. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say. (laughs) Damn, I would fuck the shit out that skull. Oh wow, that's (laughs) over. 200 years later. It's like Ed Kemper kind of. <laughs> exactly. Ugh. I love it. I got the head. God. Uh, so I want to go there with that joke, but okay. That was great. That was great. <laughs> so James, so he was married for a month, not even his fault. Uh, James then proceeds to marry Mary of I guess Geis or Goose. <laughs> I don't know. It's G-U-I-S-E. Oh, i sorry. That was a really weird joke. Paul. No, it's perfect. It's perfect. I mean, you could go with, uh, uh, who is it? Uh, not Ed Kemper, the guy in Wisconsin, um, whose uh, Psycho is based on. Ah, oh, shit. 
Fuck. Ed Gein? Yeah, Ed Gaines. Is that what he did too? Yeah. Well, he would kind of remove the skin and make like lamps and stuff. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that, that's like another good one. Ed Kemper literally did, did what oh, you just did. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love the head. So, James. <laughs> you need to stop talking about head like that. We're not a true cry podcast yet, yeah. uh, even though we're pretty much. <laughs> James then proceeds to marry Mary of Geis, uh, mm-hmm. who is another French royal lady and was a friend of Madeline. Hey, did you hear what happened to her? come over you know yeah. he's trying to he's guilt tripping people into <laughs> sex so he didn't even go to the like chick he was originally supposed to marry with. no not her she was like "Ooh, i've <laughs> seen that weather uh, not, not again uh, uh mary's first husband had died but mm-hmm. not under some circumstance like yeah. weird circumstances they know how he died okay uh, and she was left this is how much it sucks to live at this time okay mary her husband dies and she's left a widow at the age of 21 with two children. <laughs> two children and a widow at 21. <laughs> that is tough. Even Ooh. nowadays, that is tough. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. 1537. Even like the 40s and 50s, like even the 60s, I was like frowned upon. So. Yeah, like th- there is no time when being a widow with two children at 21 is like doable. Like yeah. you can do it, but it's not like not t- terrible. Yeah. Uh, so 1537. 1537, Mary becomes the focus of marriage negotiations because that's kind of how you have to do these royal marriages is mm-hmm. like a boardroom meeting. It's like, all right, I, f- that woman over there, I'll give you 500 gold. And then they would be like, hmm, you know, they all discuss it, 520 gold. And then it goes back and forth, back and forth. Uh, and uh, so James in particular wanted a second French bride uh, like a bride to be from France mm-hmm. to further the Franco-Scottish alliance against England. He okay. purposely wanted a French broad because he wanted to piss off the English. Yeah. He's like broad or bride, both work. <laughs> Those French broads. Uh, so according to a 17th century writer, so this is a little bit after this time period, but still, okay. uh, James had first noticed Mary when he went to France to meet his previous wife and Mary. And this Mary, because there was another Mary at the time. This Mary was next in his affections. So if you don't work out, I'm coming for that ass. Wait, is he on number two or number three? He's on number two at this point. Yeah, he's at number two. But Uh, there's two Marys. Yeah, there's... So so it's Madeline and then Mary? Yes, Maddie and Mary. So dumb. Um, (laughs) It it is known that this Mary, Mary of guys, Mm -hmm. had attended the wedding of James and Madeline. Oh, damn. So imagine going to someone's wedding and then within like six months, six to eight months, being married to that yeah. person. That is really weird. Well, at least, you know, like, he didn't yeah. kill her. Like, yeah. Like- <laughs> He's like, I'm innocent. I swear. I know my, my uncle has killed multiple wives, <laughs> but I'm clean. Recently, re- oh, God. Speaking of Henry. Oh, God. And terrible moves with women. Where is he at this point? Is this past everything that we talked about earlier? Well, this is where he's at. He's kind of in between stages. Okay. People that we already know. Yes, because recently widowed Henry VIII, in an attempt to prevent this marriage, also asked for Mary's hand in marriage. Oh, he's going to get rejected. He's going in for the kill. He's getting rejected. (laughs) This is a reality show now mm. he likes her well i'm gonna ask her out now yeah. you know this is middle school <laughs> given that she knew of henry's marital history you know all of his wives seem to die or disappear uh-huh. uh and because those were banishing his first wife and beheading his second wife mary 
refused his offer. They're like, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get married to you. Um, I don't want to die in like a few months. Please know. Uh, this is a great quote. This is just a great quote. In December 1537, Henry VIII told the French ambassador in London that <laughs> he was big in person and had to had a need of a big wife. Wait, I need him big. big, I guess. Maybe oh, she's thick. <laughs> I need a thick wife. I need him thick. Uh, biographer Antonia Frazier wrote that Mary replied with, Quote, I may be a big woman, but I have a very little neck. Because all those ex-wives get fucking executed by beheading. Yeah. Fucking burn, motherfucker. That's good. Shoot, that was a good burn. That was right. really good. Damn, yeah, Miss Mary. I'm, I'm going like to keep that one in the back of the head there. Uh, King Francis accepted James's proposal over Henry's and conveys this to Mary's father. He's like, all right, I'm going to go with the guy that we actually have an alliance with. Yeah. I think that might, be, that might be the good one there. No brainer here. No brainer there. Ooh. I don't want her to be a no brainer. Yeah. Mary was shocked and then reacted with alarm when she received the news as she did not want to leave her family or France, especially as she had just lost her first husband and her younger son that was named after her husband. Oh, so, oh, so she like just like she's a widow. She's a widow. And earlier, right? Yeah. Her, she's oh, a widow yeah, yeah. and her first her child that she just gave birth to died. Uh, so, and now, hey, get go get married. Well, I mean, at least like they can have something in common yeah hey yeah. let's talk about that yeah <laughs> a scottish cardinal traveled to france for marriage negotiations and wrote to james in october 1537 that mary was quote stark well complexioned and fit to travel <laughs> it sounds like he's describing livestock yeah. right there <laughs> They're stark they're well complexioned and they're ready to go they're ready to be moved um, now, this wasn't a normal wedding. This was a proxy wedding. Proxy wedding? So James had someone go get married on his behalf. <laughs> That's a thing. That's a real thing. I don't think people do it nowadays, but... <laughs> so it's held in 1538 at the Chant-Chapelle at the Chateau de Dun. Mm -hmm. So many sh names there. I can't even do it, but... So, around 2,000 lords and barons were sent by James uh, by a fleet of ships under a Lord Maxwell to mm. attend the proxy wedding. Lord Maxwell himself stood as the proxy for the king. Do you take this woman to be your lawfully wedded wife? On behalf of the man I am representing, I do. He does. June... 1538, so they don't wait as long. It's like mm -hmm. a month. Uh, led by Maxwell and the barons, Mary heads for Scotland, leaving behind leaving behind her three-year-old son, Francis, in France. <laughs> Bye. I'm going to abandon you. Bye. Have fun. Oh, shit. Yeah, so if one kid dies and the other one gets abandoned. He can't go with? I guess not, or okay. he, she didn't want him to come with. I know what that happens up in Scotland there. <laughs> uh, during their marriage... Mary and James will have three kids, but the two sons will die both on April 21st, 1541, with both of them being under two. I Wait, couldn't... This is James and Mary's kids? Yeah. They okay. will have three kids together. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the biggest split 
mm-hmm. here. So I talk about that because it kind of brings <clears> us to uh, England, to England, Scotland, uncle, yeah. nephew, that kind of stuff. The biggest split here was when Henry broke from the Catholic Church and went along that English Reformation oh, yeah. of tearing so everything he's up. he's Protestant now? Yeah, he's Protestant pretty much. Pretty much the entirety of the 1530s, mm-hmm. it was Henry pissing James off for his repeated attacks on the church and church properties, and this would cause a lot of tension to build up between the two kings. Add, you know, you got your nice little mm-hmm. sauce of the border raids right mm-hmm. there. Now let's add a little more, another sauce in and start mixing it around, and we're getting a good little cocktail here. <laughs> we're getting it good. Uh, October 1541, Margaret Tudor, who was uh, James's mother and Henry's sister, Yeah, she dies at the um. age of 51 uh, from the effects of palsy. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, yeah, not fun, but at least not beheaded or publicly yeah. burned. <laughs> you know, take one, give one. And she is really kind of the last roadblock between England and Scotland going to full-out war. Really? Yeah, because it's... Why? Because she's related to both kind of families. Oh, so like they don't want like... So if she gets attacked, then there's a lot of family on the other side that could... Yeah, like one, really not want that. Yeah, one side could split, one side... It will just fracture everyone. Okay. But with her gone, there's no... Tudor in Scotland anymore, so it's pretty much open season. Uh, Yeah, not fun. After the death of the shared relative here, Henry demands that James meet him in York Mm. to discuss a religious settlement between the two nations. It's like, your mom's dead. Let's talk about it. Okay. Let's do this. Uh, James ignores Henry's requests and also refuses a meeting with Henry to even discuss the matter. It's like, I'm not going to talk about this with you, and I'm not even going to talk about talking about this with you. <laughs> All right? That's how much I don't want to talk to you. It's so passive. It's so passive. He's like, no, thank you. So pissed off at this disrespect, because it's a mm. royal disrespect thing we talk about, Henry VIII sends troops into Scotland mm-hmm. to burn a few Scottish border towns, which in retaliation forces James to begin raising his own army to strike back England. Mm-hmm. So kind of how I was saying, this is the last roadblock between war. It's already getting going. They're mm-hmm. tit for tat, tit for tat, tit for tat. <laughs> He's starting to feel kind of ill, James here, in uh, 1541, late 1541. James tasks a Lord Robert Maxwell with raising the army to invade. Mm -hmm. Uh, This Lord Robert Maxwell is the same guy that got married on behalf of James in France. And that is really weird. Wait, why is he coming back in the picture again? He is raising an army to invade England. So James is ill right now yeah and he needs someone ready for it okay yeah he needs someone to do this for him so this operation here that's coming up yeah is pretty much doomed everything is gonna go terrible james this yeah this invasion force fuck i'm like rooting for scotland i don't know why it's yeah you root for him because we always think england owns scotland but i just hate henry at this point so that too and that's the only reason why so i I do want to say this I've done a DNA test, mm-hmm. the ancestry bullshit thing. Yeah. And pretty much, one, I'm a mutt. I'm a European mutt. Mm-hmm. Like uh, everybody in America. Pretty much. But <laughs> mine, mine was a little bit fun. But the big, one of the biggest parts was Ireland and Scotland. So Ooh. I'm a good deal Scottish. And if you look at me and you see me, you're like, 
he's probably Scottish. <laughs> so I feel like I have a little bit of a right to say this. With the amount of battles that the Scots fought here that were just completely one-sided against them, mm-hmm. I don't think they were as impressive warriors as Mel Gibson portrayed in Braveheart. <laughs> I just don't believe it. Maybe that one battle they did well, but everything else, William Wallace really kind of like yeah. doesn't really do much. I think much. like there's some inaccuracies in that movie. Like there's <laughs> in a two, Mel Gibson movie. Yeah, like him and like and like him playing one character and another character with him are like apparently a few hundred years apart. Oh, or good. Decades apart or whatever. Like they shouldn't be together. God damn it. Anyway. So despite this Lord Maxwell's previous service to the crown mm-hmm. and him raising a large portion of the troops, okay. King James does not fully trust him, even though he was sent to be his proxy bro- uh, groom. I don't know. So it's getting like a little paranoid. Paranoid here. Uh, James has a fair reason, though, not to fully trust him. Okay, that was my M- next question. Maxwell was on the council that assisted uh, Angus Douglas Dingus. Ooh. Uh, stepdaddy, daddy, dingus. Dingus, dingus. In the, dingus, whatever his name yep, is. <laughs> in the kidnapping of the king. And Maxwell was at the Battle of Melrose when Walter Scott made an unsuccessful attempt to free James. What? So this guy was complicit in the... Co- How is he like... Why is James like... Sending him to mar- get married for him. Or just like not even like even before that. Yeah, like, like not even executing or banishing him. Yeah, it's like why he's like, oh, we're chill. Oh, we are? Cool. Yeah, okay. For the it's right not like moment. I fucked up your life or anything. Yeah, it's, it's not like I kind of helped the kidnap you. What's the difference between these two? What? You know, uh, I don't know I'm exactly. I'm assuming, what's this guy's name again? I'll be honest. Whenever I hear Lord, I instantly think 60 plus like white hair. I'm just assuming this guy's like 10 or 20 years older than James or something. Yeah. Like, like, like I'm thinking at least mid to late 40s to like 60s because okay. he's like a Lord and powerful yeah, and you yeah, like yeah. accumulate that kind of shit. I was thinking they were somehow around the same age. Don't know why. <laughs> they're, both, they're both uh, 19 and this is a teenage drama. No. <laughs> anyway, James uh, Paranoia. Yeah. He, and also... Uh, this Maxwell guy, he was one of the jurors at the trial of stepdad, Daddy Dingus, <laughs> and he received a portion of his lands. So he was at the trial and like took lands from this Angus guy, and all of this means that James probably fucking hates him. Okay. So James now gives secret instructions mm-hmm. to one of his favorite like leaders yeah lord oliver sinclair that's a fucking british name i'm gonna say twist but oliver <laughs> twist yeah whoa that's where the name comes from no lord oliver sinclair who was uh commanded to take lead of the army as soon as they crossed the border into england mm-hmm. but he tells them this in secret uh unaware of this Unaware of this secret commandment, uh, Maxwell orders the army to break camp on the morning of November 24th, 1542, on the north banks of the River Esk. It's just E-S-K, so Esk. (laughs) And that's right, like, you look at the, like, a Google map of this, and it's like the border of England and Scotland, like, weaves around and then ends into this river right here. So it's like the border. So they're right on the border, and the... The commandment was, when you guys cross into the border, you take over. But then he didn't tell the other guy, hey, this other guy's taking, like, leadership. So he just moves in without with two leaders and no one actually in command. <laughs> this is why I am, controver- I am critical of Mel Gibson. Um, <laughs> now, the Scots significantly outnumbered the English here, 
even the most conservative estimates put yeah. it at they had a five to one advantage. Ooh. So they're outnumbering them five to one on sighting uh, a tiny English force upon a hill in front of them. It's on a hill mm-hmm. on top. Wait, who is on top of the hill? The English. Oh, the God. English are on they top. They have the advantage. They have the high ground. So Scotland uh, can really fuck this up. They're not careful. Yeah. So, but the big thing is they. It's a small force. It's a really small, tiny force. Yeah. The Scots think it's an. It's a ruse. They think it's like a a bluff or something like that. <laughs> this is too good to be true. Yeah, it pretty much it's too good to be true. They become really confused. <laughs> They're all paranoid. They're too. all paranoid and confused. <laughs> Seizing their chance at this, the Ingle, Ing, uh, the Ingles, the English cavalry charge at the troops, mm-hmm. causing the Scottish ranks to break and attempt to retreat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> troops had to choose between being trapped in the south banks of the river or attempting to cross and possibly drown. Yeah, they had just crossed a river. Okay. And the only way back across the river is going through it. And if you do it too fast or you go, you know, not in the right place, you could fall and drown if you're wearing armor. <laughs> or you could just stand there and be slaughtered by the incoming forces. What the fuck? Again, not good, yeah. you know, attacking. Um, some Scots made a last stand before finally surrendering. What? Many drowned attempting to cross the ford. It's like a you know small yeah. little river there. And those that survived hid in the boggy lands around the battlefield. Oh, my God. So they're just hiding in the water and the marshes. And at they're, this... they're five to one. They, they had the advantage oh here. Oh, my God. Like, huge advantage. Huge advantage. They could have just surrounded them and waited them out, but instead the they all English got confused. Is like, you guys were going to die today, fight yeah. for honor. Yeah, <laughs> you t- like... yeah. if we had done this from the English point of view, this would have been like their famous last charge, uh. the one-sided victory. Uh, Scottish casualties during the battle, what was it? Oh, yeah, so during the battle hmm. have been numbered as few as 20, yeah. so like during the actual fighting. But as they retreated across the river, that's when hundreds drowned. Pretty much. So only a few died in battle, but when they attempted to retreat, that's when everyone started to drown and pretty much die. <laughs> a further 1,200 Scottish fighters were captured, including Lord Maxwell and Oliver Sinclair. Oh so God. the two people who would have been commanders were both captured. <laughs> Still dealing with his illness when he hears of this news. Like, it comes to his residence. Mm-hmm. James is in a pretty frail condition. Really? And he hears about this giant one-sided defeat. <laughs> it is said that when he got the news of the defeat and the capture of so many Scots, James suffered a nervous collapse and that this possibly could have worsened his condition. <laughs> So they got a panic attack or something. They're just even out. more. So like a stroke or a heart attack? No, not that. That would have killed them or something. At that time. So on Thursday, December 15th, uh-huh. James is reported to have died at midnight. It was said that the king's last talking... Oh, sorry. The king was talking, but delirious, and said no, quote, wise words, which... <laughs> Very much describes our podcast sometimes. Oh my God. <laughs> However, 
one chronicler wrote that he is reported to have said, quote, it came, quote, quote, it came with a lass, it'll gang with a lass. (laughs) Or meaning it began with a girl and it will end with a girl. What the fuck? So this is some pretty ominous, mysterious shit here. What he might be referencing is how this started with his mother kind of causing all this shit. Yeah. And how it might end with a girl is the fact that James is seceded Mm -hmm. by his infant daughter, Mary, who's only six days old when she becomes queen. Is this Mary, Queen of Scots? Yes, it is. What? This is Mary, Queen of Scots here. So... Oh, that explains a lot. I watched that movie because Sir Sharon's in there. If he's, yeah. she's my celebrity crush, and I had no idea what's going on. Well, now you're getting Not, a little. I didn't you, think it was th- a good movie, but I, eh, it's good. The last two episodes have been pretty much the prequel. <laughs> yeah. Well, about the I'm just gonna make my make a make a my, hot take. my hot take about the movie. Honestly, I would never hype the movie up. It's not a good movie. I still enjoy it. Enjoyed it just because Sir Sharon's in there. That's it. I feel that there's yeah. movies where I'm like, it's an alright movie, but I love said actor or actress in it yeah. <laughs> so again where we kind of left uh scotland at last time but mm-hmm. now in the 1940 or not 1950s yeah again scotland is ruled by regents yeah as they wait for their royal to reach the age of queenship at this point point. Mm-hmm. and that's where i leave off with my information Ooh. we're leaving it as mary queen of scots is here Henry is coming to the end of his life. When we kind of took off this tangent mm-hmm. where we started, it was 1542. And, and who's going to take over for him? Who's going to take over? And 1542, we've, we've <laughs> talked about in three episodes so far just because we keep going, you know, the, mm-hmm. the time warp. Let's do the yeah. time warp again. Uh, he kills, he, he executes his first or his fifth wife, King Henry. Then we followed how Charles has this failed invasion in Algeria, and there's about to be another war. And now we've brought it back with Scotland. A king has died, a new leader has is in regency, and a war is about to break out and make everything even worse. Yeah. And that's where we're going to pick up next week, where the Scots and the English are going to fight. And I promise... I know I've been promising it for, like, the whole season. Yeah. I'm going to kill Henry. <laughs> Let's kill him together. We'll kill them both. We'll both grab his neck and wring him out <laughs> or do whatever we need to do. But he's going to die in the next episode. Oh, Rip boy. everyone but him. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the meantime, though, what you all, wonderful, amazing, taught, young, beautiful <laughs> listeners... All our taught young, beautiful listeners. Not burning at the stake. Not burning at the stake. If you're not burning at the stake, what you can mm-hmm. do is figure leave, out a dish to bring to the potluck. Bring out, bring a dish and for watch the potluck. Public executions. And pu- yeah, mm-hmm. go just Google public execution. Yeah. Now, uh, what you should do after you make your potluck dish is 
leave us a rating, a review mm-hmm. on iTunes. It greatly helps us here on our side. Yeah. It helps us to get out there. Uh, hopefully. And even follow us on Spotify. Follow, follow us. Yeah, follow like us. Like every episode or the show, yeah. you know. Do all of that. Follow us on social media. Instagram. Back- Instagram. We're mm-hmm. going to be... Like I we'll said, be, we'll, after this episode, we'll be more on top of it. Exactly. That's a guarantee. That's guarantee. It's a, a roll-known guarantee. I love it. And those right there are for the life. Mm-hmm. Those are for life right there. Yeah. So, yeah, that Facebook, uh, we're going to be kind of get. we're getting near the end of this first season here, and we're going to come back. It's not going to be one done. You know, thank you, bam. We're out of here. Mm-hmm. We're going to be coming back. Uh, with the second season will be a lot of fun not as many queens being married and dying really quick i will mm. be honest but it will be just as fun uh so yeah rate review five stars uh leave something in the review box it helps you know just you could say these two guys told me to or you know <laughs> describe how you would want your <laughs> Describe how you would want your decapitated head to look in 200 years. <laughs> would you also want to be beautiful? Or I might if you're want... a farmer, how how would you do finding yeah. a graveyard of bodies Te- in your farm? Would Here. you just keep trying to farm yeah, te- or would you let someone know? Tell us your worst day at work. Yeah. What's the worst thing that's ever happened at your job? My friend just told me today that someone took a poop in front of the staff entrance at her work and they caught it on camera are you serious yeah it happened today oh, wow and i told her you should have put it on like your store social media account be like who are you <laughs> so on that wonderful wonderful mm-hmm. note of people pooping on camera we love you guys Thank we you for love listening. you we'll see you next week Woo.